The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Hugh Wallace returns to our screens tonight with the finale of his show, My Bungalow Bliss. Hugh, how are you? I'm fantastic. What can people expect tonight? <clears throat> oh, salacious More denigration of the humble bungalow. Absolutely. <laughs> bungalow blight. My bungalow bliss. No, it's fantastic. A very humble bungalow. It was actually uh, the design number 44 from uh, Neil Fitzsimons from mm. uh, book, My bung- or Bungalow Bliss. And uh, Sarah has this relationship with it because her granddad and dad built the bungalow back in the 70s. And it's she's now grabbed it and is transformed into the most amazing modern home. Yeah, the transformations have been incredible. Like They're beautiful what the architects do with the homes. Can, can you understand the, the, the pushback from some who felt, you know, they're... they're, they're their family homes, they felt, were kind of being dragged through the mud, traduced. They were indeed, but... They're, Maybe they're deserving they're, of it, is that what you're oh, suggesting? Some of them are. I, I think the bungalow was quite an amazing product because basically it was a rectangle, four walls, and a total necessity at the time. But <clears throat> but a total necessity at the time because the councils had stopped building houses, council houses in the countryside and there was nowhere for anyone to live. And they were stuck in towns and villages, in buildings that were dilapidated. And that's where the bungalow came from. And it was a necessity at the time. And it was very simple. You could go and do a six-week course on foundations, a six-week course on block laying, and a six-week course on how to build a roof. There you go. 18 weeks. Don't endorse this. I mean, I like the set. We just finished building our sets. I wish I could have done it in 18 weeks. But you could do it in the evenings. It was in the VEC colleges. And then in those days, there were clerks of work in in the councils. And they'd come around and they'd tell you what to do and what not to do and assist you. Um, so I know, like the, I know the premise of the series has been reinventing and reimagining those bungalows around the country. And for people who have been watching it, like they, they are incredible transformations. So they'll be looking forward to tonight's one as well. I mean, the other aspect that sometimes people criticise about those bungalows, it's not just the design, but it's, it's kind of the proliferation around the country. You know, the, every field with a bit of road frontage, you know, yeah, in some parts of the country. I mean... But, but Pete, that was the actual pattern. Yeah. In years gone by, that was the pattern of housing. And it hasn't changed. The pattern in Ireland was dotted with lots of houses. And so the bungalow is just a change from a traditional thatched cottage, Mm. which was one or two rooms, into a bungalow, which was three or four bedrooms, kitchen, dining and a living room. And of course, the best room facing the road, which nobody could get into. Yeah, exactly. With net curtains on the windows. Vital. Vital. (laughs) And a super there. To keep you warm. But that way of living, you know, building a house in the corner of the field. I mean, that's still very popular. There's still a lot of people who want to do it, but there's pushback, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like from planners and politicians and... Well, it, if you look around the country and you drive around, because I travel a lot, yeah. there are so many bungalows who are abandoned. And yes. yet somebody's building another bungalow beside it. And we, we have to get around to reusing old buildings because that's the best piece of sustainability is to reuse what's already there rather than demolishing it, letting it rot and go back into Mm. the ground only to build it again. And the the, the other thing about bungalows when they were built 
was all the materials came from the area. Yes. So the blocks were made locally, the windows were made locally, you know, the concrete was made locally. And and it was it was a much simpler construction. So there was actually only three drawings for each bungalow. And on the three drawings was every piece of information you needed to build the bungalow, to wire it, to heat it, every specification, the whole lot. Today, you'd need 20 drawings and a book of specification to be compliant with regulations. But what, what do you make of the argument that uh, some put forward, which would be not only do you not build a bungalow in the house, in the field, beside the one with the bungalow, you don't even renovate the bungalow. You just move into the local town or village. That's where we all should be living. You know, and you pool your resources there and transport and everything becomes easier to provide. The, the, the bungalow already... Depopulate the countryside, in other here, words. Here, here. No, no, we've tried that. That doesn't work. If you depopulate the countryside, the towns and village die. What we have to do is do two things. Refurbish the bungalows that are there, bring them up to today's standard in relation to heat and, and environmental issues. Put a bit of planting around them wouldn't be bad. Mm-hmm. You know, dig up a bit of the tarmac around the whole house and sort oh, of yeah. landscape it into the landscape... And also then renovate our buildings in our towns and villages so we're living above the shop again. That would be true sustainability. And is it is it cost prohibitive to renovate some of those old bungalows? Is that why people are more likely to, you know, buy it and either build beside it or even knock it down? Well, I think, there, I think people also look at the bungalow as being sort of uh, not good quality. Kind of naff. Well, yeah, naff, but actually it's fabulous. Tonight's programme really proves that point because from the road, the bungalow is still there. But from the back of the house, it's a new build. All of a sudden, it's an open plan, kitchen, living, dining room, Mm. big windows facing onto a west-facing garden, grabbing all the natural light, the most amazing uh, master bedroom. But you can't call that anymore, sorry. Main bedroom. Oh, why, why can't you, you call can't it the master, master bedroom? No, no, that's no, politically insensitive. Oh, right. God, oh, I didn't no, know that. No, no, and here, no. was, here was me, Hugh, inviting people up to my master bedroom. I'm sure you center. were. <laughs> <laughs> I never got an invite. I'm, I'm a bit gutted. I got lost in no, the post. Anyway, anyway, anyway next time you're in Kilkenny, yeah, uh, the, well, main, sure. the main bedroom, bedroom number one. Well, that's it, yeah. Um, so, like, do, but do we need to, is there anything we need to do beyond changing mindsets then? to to get people like in terms of like planning or building regulations or making things a little bit cheaper and easier to do oh on construction of of um houses that are owner occupied yeah they, they should there should be no vat no vat on construction costs that's what needs to happen um the vat is outrageous so somebody turns around and says i'm going to spend 120,000 on a renovation 20,000 is gone because you write the cheque to the government and you actually have 100,000 left. And and that has to change. This is about uh, people being able to afford to construct and build owner-occupiers or long-term uh, residential houses. Mm. And we have to change the rules. Yeah, because I, I know from speaking to actually another architect relatively recently and he was said like getting in and he, to bring it back to bungalows the kind of uh, four bed side of the road bungalow can't get it in for under half a million at the moment 
Well, now, tonight you look at one who got it well in under a half a million. It was actually, uh, came in at just under 200. Under 200? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's recent. That's recent. Now, it wasn't without its trials and tribulations. That, that's a bed sit now they're living it in, is. Wait it? till you see it. Wait until you see this bungalow tonight. It's amazing. I'd move in in a light. It's actually extraordinary because tonight's programme proves that you can take the humble bungalow mm. and transform it into the most amazing home. And it's just like Sarah's family have had great fun in the bungalow. Yeah. You know, her dad and her granddad. Now, she'll have great fun in the bungalow again and f- her family. Yeah. And I think it's future proofing, you know, these homes and they're sitting there and we just need a bit of creativity and imagination. You're doing your own renovation at the moment, uh, are you? Mm, oh, God. No, no, no. Yeah, I had to get the <laughs> wires off the building and that took a year. And my electricity wires for the street were on our building and they've only been moved. And now we can commence the building work. Oh, is that ESB holding you back? <laughs> Indeed. Oh, and, and, you, you and, and I could air, talk. Air. So, air. Yeah. And Dublin Corporation, because I also had the well, lighting. A long, a long list here of transgressors. Lighting, <laughs> I had the lighting for the street on the building. Oh, God. Okay. So, um, is that a real renovation, like top to bottom? Everything. Yes, it's everything. Totally gutted. Yeah, I have to demolish the first floor of the cottage. Wow. And start from there up again. So it's it's a big uh, undertaking, but very exciting. We're very lucky. We live in the house next door to the renovation. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, keep an eye on the builders. Indeed. But all of a sudden you're in the community. And that's what makes it amazing. Because the people who live where we are are all locals. They're great fun. They're very proud of their area. And so Pat, who lives up at the top of the street, comes down to me on a Saturday mm. with the street brush and gives it to me and says, you didn't clean your street outside your house. Oh, good man, Pat. Keep an Do eye you know on, what I mean? on you. And, and, exactly. and I think that's very important because what what that does is we take ownership of the street. You know, so yes. we're not waiting for the corporation to clean the weeds away. And we're not waiting for the corporation to remove the graffiti off the wall opposite. Yeah. You know, we said, hold on a second, got in contact with, in fact, the HSE who owned the wall and said, please remove the graffiti, which they did. Mm. And you you need that sense of community to to oversee, you know, where we live so that we feel safe. And that's very important that we feel safe when we walk down the streets. Well, my bungalow bliss is on TV tonight on RTE1 television, the final episode of the current series. Hugh Wallace is the presenter. Hugh, a pleasure. Thanks a million for coming in to us. Not at all. Loved it. Yeah. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.